Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. There's only five sleeps till Christmas Day. If you're listening, assuming you're listening on the day that this podcast is released, you're probably out Christmas shopping, doing some last bits. If you're anything like me, there's always a few things that no matter how organized you are, you think, actually, I forgot to get that. Or at least that's me anyway. But whatever you're doing, I hope you're really enjoying yourself over this holiday season. If you're thinking about indulging a little bit um, and you want to kind of optimize your blood sugar, Uh, and different hacks and things definitely go back and listen to my episode that I published on Friday it's a solo episode with lots of tips in there but also in this bite-sized episode uh, you can hear a clip of a conversation I had with Wade Lightheart the founder of Bioptimizers about how to optimize glucose control and insulin sensitivity and what impacts it and also what I thought would be helpful is what you can do if you're going to indulge a little bit over this festive season, because let's face it, we all want to have fun as well while still remaining fit and healthy. So you're going to hear more about that in this clip with Wade Lightheart. Yeah, and just to echo what you suggested, there's a good amount of evidence that says that blood sugar dysregulation is so rampant in the population, about a third of the population is pre-diabetic. And people go, oh, well, they have insulin for diabetes. Well, what they're not talking about is the collateral damage, the leading to cholesterol, uh, which is heart disease, the number one killer. It's also the nutrient sugar is what feeds cancer cells, cancer being the Mm. second thing that kills people. And third is, of course, diabetes and diabetes-related complications. So I would argue... And I think there's enough evidence and most of the the top minds in the industry are suggesting blood sugar dysregulation is actually contributing to the top three diseases. And of course, fourth is medical error from the pharmaceutical contraindications that you took for the other three cases. Mm -hmm. So um, this is the challenge of the modern person. We, as a species, evolved to eat natural whole foods throughout years. And then with the rapid industrialization and technical innovations of society, mass farming, um, you know, fertilization, chemicalization, uh, hybridization, genetic modification, all these occasions have led to very quick, um, fast digesting foods that have a high sugar content that dysregulates blood sugar. And the consequences for people are huge. And so When we looked at blood sugar, there's a lot of really the success that you're going to have on any diet. So we're writing a book right now. It's going to come out next year. We're in a bidding war between some publishing houses. The success of any diet, I don't care if it's keto. I don't care if it's a vegan diet. I don't care if it's carnivore, if it's paleo, whatever it happens to be, primarily rests upon the person being able to consistently keep their blood sugar range in a healthy model. Now that would vary based on genetics and epigenetics, methylation, and all these things that people talk about when you get a functional medicine practitioner who can help you guide through it. But the easiest way to determine that is do exactly what you're doing, Angela. And that is put a continuous glucose monitor on your body and get real time data points. Mm. Um, The standard for testing, if people want to go one step forward is the HOMO IR test, which regulates 
or, or excuse me, monitors both glucose and insulin response and is probably one of the standard state of the art to see if you're, you know, if you want to go that, that route. And I would say do both. Mm. So here's the deal. Um, there's three areas that you've got to concentrate on. Most people just think of blood sugar and continuous glucose. There's insulin sensitivity, glucose transport, and glucose disposal agents, which relate to glycolytic pathways, which is the pathways. Insulin is the most anabolic hormone in the body. Most people think it's testosterone. Not true. In fact, bodybuilders, which is my old background, were very hypervigilant about the manipulation of blood sugar to create, to grow muscle mass and to lose body fat. In other words, if you're trying to get bigger and stronger or generate more growth in the body, you would combine um, proteins with relatively fast digesting carbohydrates. Mm. So you would get an insulin boost to drive the aminos into the muscle. And it works no. super well, right? I did this many years, like I'd say over 10 years ago before I really got into health optimization and I was trying to get back my figure back after my first two children. I used to do this with my trainer and we would use fast burning carbs, as you say, with protein deliberately to spike my blood sugar. And I could put on a lot of muscle and got super lean and trim very, very quickly. Correct. Now, then if you're, but if you're, you know, an ordinary person looking at their health, you probably want to limit the amount of insulin being released mm. and keep within a very narrow range so that you become a fat metabolizer. Okay. Now what's going to happen going back to my earlier statements, when you're regulating your own dietary processes is there's no set amount of responses to individuals. So in other words, you can give one person a straight black coffee. You think oh, that's not going to cause an insulin. Their insulin goes through the roof. Another person has a straight black coffee and all it does is help them metabolize fats. Mm. And, and you'll see the variance, which is huge amongst individuals. Now, why? Again, going back to those things, one insulin sensitivity, glucose transport, glucose disposal agents, one of those pathway, all three of those pathways need to work properly. And if you have one that's off, depending on the food that you consume, depending on when you consume it, the, the level of stress in your body, time, all those things are going to contribute to the response that you have, what you stack food with. And, you know, there was all these, uh, you know, blood sugar indexes of food, you know, that, that would come out and it was based on 50 grams of carbohydrates taken. All that data is frankly garbage. So for example, if you look at like glycemic index, ice cream is low glycemic and carrots are high glycemic index. So people say, well, you'll get fat eating carrots. No, you won't. There has never been a person in the history of the world that got fat eating carrots and vegetables and things like that. It's not, not going to happen. Um, is there people that got fat from eating ice cream? <laughs> Absolutely. <For sure. laughs> right? So it's, 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 so those old measures that people kind of built standards from or went from diabetes or diabetic pre-diabetic kind of following were very misleading. And I think created more problems than not. Um, so we looked at it and re recognized through all of our research that we would find that there was a variety of things 
that would be damaged in some people or not active in people or not optimized for people. And many of those things can come back if you follow a solid diet for a period of time. And, and I want to be clear here. You cannot supplement your way out of the bad lifestyle, nor can the best lifestyle uh, in the world not be enhanced by the right supplements for you. Mm-hmm. So it, there's, there's, we're dealing with the spectrum here. What we did is we started looking at all of the agents with heads, which had scientific research to prove that would work on these three pathways. And we said, well, almost all the blood sugar regulations are hitting either one of these pathways. There was a couple that were doing two, none were doing all three and very few were using kind of what I would say would be the kind of quality of ingredients. Now that drives up price point, but we want effectiveness. So we have a testing team and we all wear continuous glucose monitors and we all have different diets and we all are different ages and sexes and races. And we've got a really good mix with our testing team. And we started testing all of these ingredients independently. And then what we did is we broke it down into families which we tested for several months. We were all wearing, we started actually pricking our fingers and everybody wanted to quit after a month. So we had to start using continuous glucose monitor. <laughs> no <or>, surprise. <laughs> you know, pricking your finger like a half a dozen times a day or whatever got very, very tiring and no one could touch their keyboard anymore. So uh, CGMs, that's the continuous glucose monitor. Those, those are great. So what we did is we said, okay, we need to, we need to activate these nine different, components, uh, activating AMPK, adiponectin, insulin mimetics, things that mim- mimic insulin, um, mitochondrial factor or functions and thermogenesis is stuff that reduces the inflammation and oxidative stress because sugar or poor blood sugar response creates an oxidative stress. It has to do with the way the electrons or, and positrons get distributed, increase, um, things that increase glucose uptake. So that's glut four expression, which is a big deal because you all know those people that seem to be able to just eat sugar and stay lean. Well, they usually have a good glut four expression and those who don't, you know, they, they look at a donut and get fat, uh, inhibiting carbohydrate digestion absorption in the gut. So that's another piece. Um, you know, some people absorb better or not absorb better, and that's going to determine your blood sugar response and then increasing glucagon like peptide one, Okay. So glucagon is what helps fat metabolic. That's what's released. If you're in a fat burning state and glucagon becomes the primary uh, catalyst of, of energy production, and then increasing and activating what's called uh, PPARA alpha and PPAR gamma. So what are the ingredients that do all that sort of stuff, right? How do we improve our insulin sensitivity and how do we get our glucose disposal agents? And then how could that potentially deal with weight loss? So first item, you want me to go through the list of things that we put into this so you can kind of understand how we, so I just wanted to give you the background. Yeah, I want to, well, I guess, yeah, I want to understand how it can help people because even people that are, you know, very careful with their blood sugar, right? Like myself. So I know, for example, that I do have a lot of these genes that raise my blood sugar more easily. I've seen that when I've tested it. So for example, like if you, talking about carrot there, as soon as you remove the fiber, if you give me and 
me a celery and carrot juice and you give it to my husband, my blood sugar is going to spike way quicker, right? And I used to have insulin resistance, PCOS, even though I've always been lean. And I think that's the thing that can be misleading as well is people can have these, as you were saying, right? These genetic predispositions and things can be going on in their body that aren't obvious because I have never really been storing fat. But also like, uh, you know, when I was looking this morning with caffeine, so I can see that as soon as I have my black coffee, my blood sugar goes. Now it's still within a good range, but it's spiking and that's maybe more than somewhere else, someone else. So I think the listeners of this podcast are always looking to get the edge. So they're going to be super interested in alongside all of the things they're doing. How might this help them for the odd indulgence, but also just in normal life when they're doing something that, you know, could actually be considered healthy like that juice, but for certain individuals can spike their blood glucose a bit too much. Absolutely. And that's, that's where the CGM is really, really critical to really monitor how your diet is actually working for Mm. you. Right. And what things are going to spike it. And then where we, one of the things that we like to do is you know, we use this as an interventionary tool. So maybe you're in a situation where, you know, you're probably going to go into the danger zone. It's a social occasion. It's a restaurant. It's a family event. It's a something, a birthday. Here's where you can mitigate some of the consequences um, in those really tough conditions as well, you know, or or those conditions that you maybe don't, you, you want a little variance, you want a little lenience, you want to be able to say, Hey, you know what? It's my birthday. I want my cake and eat it too. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> How do we mitigate some of the damage now? Um, so <clears throat> what we did is we started looking at this. So if you look at, um, glucose disposal agents, that's a big one. Okay. Cause how you, if you can't dispose your glucose, into a muscle cell or into an organ, it's going to get thrown into fat. So things like berberine, benaba, um, cinnamon, cinnamon, right? And cinnamon PF is a, is a derivative of that, which I think is even better. It's kind of the active agent inside of that. Bitter melons, um, what's that? Fucoxanthins are another one. And that's related to mitochondrial. Of course, exercise that improves your mitochondrial function or anything, any devices that do that. Some of the atmospheric uh, trainers and things like that can really assist on that rebounders. Uh, Gymnetic acid. I always think that right. Some people call it gymnetic. Some people call it gymnetic. I don't know which one is supposed to be. I can't get that right. My Canadian (laughs) language. These things are really important. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you want to go back and listen to the full episode with Wade Lightheart, it is episode 120. And if you're thinking that you'd like to take something to help you, a glucose disposal agent to help you manage your blood glucose over the next few weeks, then I definitely recommend Blood Sugar Breakthrough myself. I have tested it with food. I've monitored uh, my blood glucose with a CGM and seen what happens when I eat higher carbohydrate foods without using a glucose disposal agent, specifically Blood Sugar Breakthrough, and what happens when I do use it and it has an impact on keeping my blood sugar much more stable. So it's something I personally use and can recommend. So if you want to give it a go, um, then head over to bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela or if you're in the UK, bioptimizers.uk forward slash Angela and simply enter code Angela10 at checkout to get yourself a cool 10% off. And while you're there, you might want to pick up some magnesium as well because 
There's so much going on over Christmas. I find magnesium is just a kind of godsend for calming and better sleep. And whenever we're a bit stressed or we're doing lots and lots of different things, we burn through magnesium a bit be- a bit quicker, should I say. And Magnesium Breakthrough, another product by Bioptimizers, has seven different forms of magnesium. I love it. Pretty much everyone I've ever recommended it to loves it too. So head over to bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela. And if you're in the UK, bioptimizers.uk forward slash Angela. And enter code Angela10 at checkout. Thank you again for listening as always. And I want to wish you a very happy and healthy holiday season. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.